coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field. It's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. Moses, thank you for that wonderful introduction. You are listening to The Derek Izzy Show. I am your host, Mr. Izzy, and I want to thank you for joining us this month. We have a very special podcast. Now, there's been a lot going on in the news, and I was considering doing a show that focused on some of the police shootings and events that have been going on in the national news, but since that's pretty much been all over the internet and all over the news, while I do have some unique opinions on things, I decided to hold off on broadcasting any of that information at this point. As you know, this is a monthly show, so sometimes it does get tough to stay on top of current events, but in the future, as the show grows and the audience expands, I'm definitely open to taking the show in a slightly different direction. But for now, we're going to stick with little-known topics in U.S. history. Once again, I want to thank you for joining in. Today's show is brought to you by BetDSI. As you know, sponsors of the show are what allow us to continue broadcasting and bringing you this quality information. BetDSI is a sports betting site. I use them myself, and oh my gosh, let me tell you about this. When it comes to betting, BetDSI is the site to go to. We make it easy for you on the Derek Izzy Show. You just go to my website, DerekIzzy.com, and click on the link right there on the homepage. There's a link for BetDSI. You click using that link. That should supply the promo code of Derek, D-E-R-E-K. If you're not going through the website, you can still sign up with BetDSI.eu using promo code Derek, D-E-R-E-K. Now, what that promo code will get you when you make your deposit and you use up your funds, they will match your funds on your initial deposit. Matching funds on your initial deposit, betdsi.eu, using promo code Derek. Now, when I go to their website, my primary bets are on UFC fights because I've, I've done pretty well. I mean, I've, I started off with funding my account with $200, and I have about $700 in there right now just from winning on UFC fight bets. And they can bet on everything. If you want to bet on UFC fights... You can bet on the winner, you can bet on what round, you can bet on how they win. Those are different props that they offer for the UFC fights. You can bet on presidential elections, you can bet on game shows, they have horse racing, golf, NBA, NCAA sports. It's just amazing the odds that they've created to allow you to win money when you know what you're doing when it comes to betting. 
Once again, that's betdsi.eu using promo code Derek. One last thing about that. Withdrawing money from international betting sites is often an issue, but BetDSI does make it easy for you. I've got an actual card. It's a debit card that I registered for and they sent me. Now, the card does cost $5 a month to have, but it allows you to deposit funds on the card and then you can use it any place where you would actually use a credit card and it just runs off the funds from your BetDSI account. And now, the topic of today's podcast. The year is 1922. We're in Hammond, Indiana. A woman is on trial for murder. She's being accused of killing her two children. The two children, twins, a boy and a girl, Lauren and Laureen, are the center of this case. How we got here is the interesting part of the story. Just outside of South Bend, Indiana, is where our story begins. It's March 1921. A 51-year-old man named Frank McNally had a beautiful housekeeper. Her name was Hazel Hall. Frank had been divorced, had two children from his previous wife, and could have been going through somewhat of a, a midlife crisis but he really started to develop feelings for his housekeeper. This 26-year-old housekeeper was single and looking for a man that could provide for her. Frank being 51 years old at the time, Hazel being only 26, could not resist the urge and fell madly in love with her. We know that Hazel really wanted a man to look after her and to provide for her, And Frank, going through his midlife crisis, needed something to pick him up. After being divorced, starting a new family seemed to be the ideal thing to make Frank happy. Approximately nine months after Frank and Hazel were married, Hazel gave birth to two twins. Frank was ecstatic. He got to be a father again, now the head of the household with a beautiful young wife, basically starting life over. Now, Hazel was not just an everyday housekeeper. She had an education in nursing. And when it came time to deliver the babies, she kind of took an odd approach. She didn't want Frank around to see the birth of the babies. She wanted to handle everything on her own. Seeing as how Frank was ecstatic about his new family, and a chance to start over, he allowed Hazel to handle everything the way she wanted it. From all accounts, Frank seemed to be basically a pushover. He was so happy to find such a young, beautiful wife that he was willing to believe anything she told him and do whatever she asked of him. When Hazel presented the newborn babies to Frank, she had wrapped them in cloth so that their faces were covered and gave strict instructions to Frank to handle them very, very carefully because the twins were very weak. She did not allow him to spend much time with the twins and she claimed that they had a condition to where they were extra sensitive to light. Therefore, they needed to be covered up with their faces and their eyes covered 
before they could be taken out. Frank, being the ever-so-trusting husband, believed his wife and agreed to allow her to care for the children, which was typical back in the 1920s. But Hazel took special care of these children. She was very, very possessive, would not allow the children out of her sight for any period of time, and Frank was okay with this. He kind of enjoyed having the children around and being the father, but at the same time having Hazel take care of all the responsibilities when it came to raising them, changing diapers, handling them, and basically keeping them alive. One thing that was very different was how well-behaved the children were. The typical problems that you run into when you have newborn babies, babies waking up crying in the middle of the night, Frank and Hazel did not experience any of that. Frank really just chalked it up to the weakened state of the twins because of their sensitivity to light and how well Hazel was taking care of them. He was so happy not having to worry about little details like a baby waking up in the middle of the morning and the father having to get out of bed to take care of it because Hazel was on top of all that. The twins were very, very quiet. Hazel said because of their condition, they required a lot of sleep. Frank was really not allowed in the room to disturb them while they were sleeping. But he didn't think anything of it because, again, he was just happy to be in that situation. When Hazel would take the children out for walks, she would often get some looks from neighbors. The neighbors found her to be very overprotective of the twins. She really didn't want anybody holding them or even looking at them because they were always covered up when she would go outside. One of these neighbors became increasingly curious. She had some talks with Frank and convinced Frank to let her take a peek at the babies the next time she made a visit to the house when Hazel wasn't there. As she snuck into the bedroom, she looked at the twins laying peacefully in what Frank thought was a peaceful sleep. But in reality, it was not. The twins were not moving. There was no heartbeat, no breath. They were both laying there with blank stares on their faces. Despite the noise of the neighbor walking into the room, the twins failed to move. Panic started to set in. As the neighbor walked in to get closer, their eyes did not blink. A shudder of fear came across her face as she looked at the completely motionless twins laying in their beds. As she got in closer, her worst fear was about to come true. As she informed Frank, the twins were not dead, but they were dolls. Frank and Hazel had been taking care of two dolls. Dolls manufactured by the F&B Company. A company at the time was known for making anatomically correct life-size dolls, but they were dolls, not live baby twins, but a boy and a girl stuffed with straw, two dolls. Frank was in shock. He could not believe 
that he had been fooled. Whether it was this disbelief, fear of embarrassment, or what, we don't know. But he accused his wife of murdering their twin babies. In October of 1922, Hazel stood trial for murder. During her testimony, it came out that she had faked the entire thing. She had only pretended to give birth, to get out of having sex with her husband for nine months, and she had only pretended to take care of the two dolls because that's what made Frank happy. In court, it came out that Frank had been bothering her for some time, that he wanted to start a family, and she really had no interest in starting a family. So this was a way to give him what he wanted and not mess up her life. During the trial, you can imagine everyone's reaction to Frank's gullibility and stupidity. They couldn't resist but laugh at him. He talked about how he had cared for the kids And he believed that they were real babies and that he thought Hazel had real babies and murdered them and replaced them with the dolls. Frank was at a loss to regain his dignity. At some point during the trial, Hazel had actually claimed that Frank knew about the hoax and that he forced her to continue raising dolls so he could have control over her. Hazel's doctor even testified during the trial saying that when he examined her, she was in fact pregnant, but he had only seen her one time and could not provide any more information other than that. With no actual evidence that Hazel had murdered her two children, she was set free. The trial ended up going down in history as a big joke. Hazel filed for divorce from Frank, and the F&B company used this trial in their advertising campaign. Within one year of Hazel being set free, Frank died. He went to his death, claiming that Hazel actually gave birth to two twins, and they were both alive at some point in time. And on his deathbed, he still claimed to believe that the two twins were out there somewhere. Whether Hazel had murdered them or given them away, they were out there. While I find it hard to believe that someone would be that gullible, this is a true story. The twins probably never existed. And the doll ruse fooled Frank, and he went to his death, refusing to believe that he was that gullible. But now you know the rest of the story. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Derek Izzy Show. Remember, go to BetDSI. You can get there straight from my website, DerekIzzy.com, D-E-R-E-K-I-Z-Z-I.com. On the website, you will see banners for our sponsors. Make sure you use them. Enter the promo code... For BetDSI.eu, promo code Derek gets you matching funds on your initial deposit. And one more thing about the website. You can visit that website as many times as you want because we have all the podcasts, free downloads on iTunes, but all the podcasts are listed on the website, cataloged by 
chronological order, as well as other projects that I am working on. You will see the racquetball season and my tournament schedule posted on the website. Stop by if you're a fan of the show. Say hi at one of the tournaments. As always, you can email me, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at DerekIzzy.com. Follow me on Twitter, at DerekIzzy. And thank you for listening. Good day. Thank you.